This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we are talking all about the idea, the concept that thoughts are expansive. As usual, I would love to know where in the world you are and what you're doing as you listen to this episode. So take a quick picture of where you're at right now and tag me on Instagram at Victoria Sardain. I would love to know. I really hope you enjoy this episode, guys, and I would love to know what you think. Welcome to the Victoria Sardane Podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? Today we are digging deep into this idea that thoughts are expansive. It's going to be a little bit more of a discussion-based podcast episode, so maybe a little bit less concrete than usual, but it'll be more of a, let's say, concrete take on the idea of thoughts being expansive. This idea is one that I've read a lot about, heard a lot about, but never necessarily, I guess, really stuck to me or sparked something within me until I read it in a book called Conversations with God, which was my August challenge book read. And to be honest, this book was recommended to me by a lot of people. I don't know if it lives up to the hype for me personally. However, it did bring up a few interesting points, this being one of them that really did speak to me. And I've been thinking about it quite a lot. So I thought that in this podcast episode, I would explain a little bit more what's behind the idea, but also share kind of my point of view, some personal examples, some client examples related to this idea that thoughts are expansive, as well as, as usual, always exploring a little bit of the alternative viewpoint, so kind of the opposite, challenging this idea a little bit and leaving you with a few reflection questions so that you can actually take something home to continue your own thought process on this idea altogether. So, The idea that thoughts are expansive is very related to this notion of your focus goes where your energy flows. And you've probably heard this quite a few times by now, whether it be in different podcast episodes or in quotes or in books or anywhere it might be that you have read this or seen this, we often hear your energy flows where your focus goes. And I guess you can see this in a more concrete demonstration when you're driving. So when you're learning how to drive, you are often told to not look where you don't want to go. So if there is a huge truck that's coming right up in front of you, don't look at the truck because you will veer into the truck, right? Or if you notice a ditch on your left, don't look at it because you will veer into the ditch. And I always loved this idea because I felt like it was such a good analogy for life. Right? If you're looking somewhere and you keep staring at where you don't want to go, you will just go further into where you don't want to go. So that's kind of the idea behind where your focus goes, your energy flows. But I guess if you look at it from a bit more of a spiritual sense, which is the take that this book had, it's more an idea of the fact that a thought in your mind will grow beyond you. So that's what's really meant by this idea that thoughts are expansive. If you have a thought in your mind, it's not just a thought. 
It might be at the beginning, but it will expand. It will grow. It will find some type of embodiment somewhere around you, somewhere inside of you, somewhere in your surroundings, your community, somewhere in the world, somewhere in the universe. This thought begins as a thought, but thoughts are expansive. They grow and they grow, they expand until they find an embodiment of some sense. So let's take a more, I guess, concrete look into this with a bit of an example. I like the idea of a thought being a bit of a seed that you plant in your mind. And I'm sure this is something that many of you will be able to relate to. But when you plant a seed in your mind, and maybe it's a thought as simple as, you know what? I think I want to quit my job. And I use this example because many of my clients have been through this. And a lot of the time, actually, my clients will come to me because they've planted this seed in their mind. They come to me and they say, you know, I think I need to quit my job, but I don't know how to go about it. I don't know where to start. I don't know if it's a good idea. I don't know if I'm crazy. I don't know if I'm being irrational. And ultimately, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but it's a seed I've planted in my mind and now I cannot get it out. It will not go away. I'm sure this is something that relates to you because when we plant these kind of seeds, they rarely disappear. And I know that I've been in this position as well at certain points where I've had this thought all of a sudden, you know what, I think I need to let go of this part of my work. And when a thought like that comes to mind, it generally grows a lot quicker than expected. Because we think that maybe we've just planted the seed and therefore it's going to take a few months and a few years to brew over and to think about and then maybe something will happen. But in reality, although we've only just become conscious of that planted seed, it's actually been lying there under the earth for a while. And that's why it tends to go a lot faster once we become conscious of it. Another example I've noticed in my clients is around relationships. So they'll sometimes come to me, you know, I'm not sure if my relationship is really good for me, if it's what I need in the long run, if there's a future with my partner. And these kind of relationships tend to end a lot quicker than you think. So whether the seed you've planted is, I think I want to quit my job, I think I want to move on, I think this relationship isn't good for me, I think I need to, I don't know, move apartments, move cities, change career paths, whatever it is, the second that seed is planted, we know that a lot of the time it grows into something bigger than us and big changes come faster than we might expect. So that's more of a concrete take on this idea of thoughts expand. A slightly different way of looking at this idea of thoughts are expansive is by taking the Brooke Castillo framework, which is the framework that suggests that thoughts lead to feelings, lead to emotions, and lead to results. So if we think about the fact that thoughts lead to feelings, lead to emotions, lead to results, then it would suggest that a small thought leads to a big change. And we know this because it's so easy for a certain thought to affect how we feel, to affect our emotion, and to affect how we act. And how we act affects what we draw more of to us. It affects what our future looks like. It affects what our relationships look like. It affects how we act with other people, how we act with ourselves. And in a way, that simple thought right at the beginning of this chain 
causes a chain reaction which can completely alter our future and our life. We know this because we know how easy it is to fall into a downward spiral. We know how easy it is to, let's say, take somebody rolling their eyes at you in a meeting extremely personally. And maybe that sparks in a thought of, wow, the comment I just made was really stupid. I should stop talking. You start feeling lesser than. You start breeding emotions of low self-esteem, of low confidence, of feeling bad about yourself, of doubting yourself, of feeling insecure. Since you're feeling insecure, maybe you start closing yourself off more. You speak up less. You don't put your best foot forward because you're so focused on wanting to stay on the down low, on keeping a low profile, of not showing yourself too much. And this can lead to negative results, whether it be in your work life, in your relationships, in your friendships. And naturally, these kind of results make you feel worse about yourself. And before we know it, we're feeling this incredible downward spiral of low motivation, of low self-esteem, questioning ourselves, doubting ourselves, and it leads to each other. So this small little thought had a much bigger impact ultimately. Similarly, a small thought can have a huge positive impact and can bring us into a big upward spiral. So let's look a little bit deeper now at why right? Why? Why does it have such a massive impact? We already looked at this framework of a thought leads to a feeling, leads to an emotion, leads to a result, but let's look at it from two slightly different angles. The first is taking into consideration the law of attraction. The law of attraction essentially suggests that you bring in more of what you focus on, of what you think about. And in this book, Conversations with God, there was a point that I felt was quite interesting and isn't one that I'd necessarily heard about very much times before. And he basically suggests that everything that comes after the word I is what you will attract more of into your life. So if you start focusing on wanting, let's say wanting more money, wanting more clients, wanting a relationship, whatever it is that you want more of, and you're focused so deeply, so intently on this want, all you will do is attract more of the wanting. You will attract more of the lack mentality. You'll attract more of this longing, of this dreaming, of this hoping for something without actually getting the outcome that you're seeking. You attract more of the want when you focus on want. And this kind of brings in this idea of affirmations, right? Because this is what he suggests to do instead in the book, is really instead of saying, I want more clients, you're thinking, I have all the clients that I need. Or instead of thinking, I want more money, is I have financial abundance. Or instead of thinking, I want a relationship, or I want more happiness, or I want to be loved, thinking, I am loved. I'm well surrounded. I have everything that I need. And personally, I have my little qualms <laughs> and my little questions about affirmations, and I think they can be an incredibly powerful tool, but I also think that it can lead to having a very passive stance towards life, which I don't necessarily think is a good idea either. However, I did think it was an interesting point of view, so I thought it would be worth sharing it in this episode as well. A slightly different way we can look at this is through the lens of our confirmation bias. So our confirmation bias is a cognitive bias which pushes us to seek confirmation for things we already believe. And this really 
underlines, highlights, and brings forth the idea that thoughts are expansive. Because if we are focusing on what is going wrong, let's say, hypothetical example, we are in a lockdown, as we've all lived a few of them by now. If we are focused on everything that we can't do, right? We're focused on the fact that this lockdown sucks, there's nothing to do, I'm bored, sitting at home, this isn't fair, etc. Then all you're going to see is what's shut, all you're going to see is what's constraining you, all you're going to see are the freedoms that are taken away from you because your mind is seeking to confirm what you already believe. If you think this lockdown sucks, if you think there's nothing to do, if you think you're bored and all your freedoms are taken away from you and there's nothing you can do with your time other than sit home, twiddle your thumbs and wait for it to be over, then that's all you will see around you. You will seek to confirm what you believe. And it's interesting because I've noticed this so much as I'm recording this podcast. I'm currently in Bangkok. We have moved here about a month ago now. And although we are currently living a nationwide lockdown, my boyfriend Joe and I have made a conscious decision and a true commitment to make the most of what we have. So we've really been making a serious effort to go explore the city every weekend, every chance we get. We're taking a scooter taxi into the hustle and bustle of the city, exploring, even if everything is shut, even if restaurants are shut, still testing out different cafes, even if all we can do is do takeaway, going for a stroll, even if there's not very much going on, really make the most of what we have rather than focus on what we don't. And I've seen such a huge contrast with other people who are living in the building that I've chatted with, who are also going through the exact same lockdown and have also moved here a month ago at the same time. But their focus is so much on the fact that there's nothing to do, that everything is shut, that's extremely boring. All they see is what's shut and boring. So they haven't actually explored the city. They haven't actually checked out all the different neighborhoods. They haven't actually seen the few things that are open, that are exciting, that are fun, because they're so focused on what's not. And this is where the science really meets up with this idea, because our confirmation bias will always confirm what we believe. So your thoughts are important. They do expand. They create your reality because they become what you focus on, what you actually notice. You might be surrounded by lots of different activities and things you can do, but if you believe there's nothing to do and you're bored, you will only notice the restaurant that's shut. You will only notice the cafe that says no seat and only takeaway. You will only notice the negative points in order to confirm that belief. So that being said, what's the solution with this, right? What can we actually do here? Is the solution just positive thinking to only look at the positive, to perhaps even ignore problems or ignore what's not going well or to ignore challenges? Is the solution to control your thoughts and make sure that we think nothing but positive, happy things? Well, I don't necessarily believe that that's the solution either. I have actually another podcast episode called The Drawbacks of Positive Thinking, so I'll link that in the show notes below if you haven't listened to it yet. I do really recommend that you do, because I think there are serious drawbacks with the idea of we should only be thinking positive things. 
Interestingly enough, during one of my group coaching sessions for my self-mastery solution program, one of the participants, when we were talking about mastering our emotions, she really mentioned how a lot of the time she questions the emotions she feels because she feels like she's not allowed to have certain negative emotions. She's so hyper aware of the fact that she's incredibly lucky and incredibly privileged to have the life that she does that if a negative emotion comes in, she almost feels guilty about it. And this is really my concern with this extreme gratitude movement, is that, of course, we can try force gratitude on ourselves, but if every time we have a negative emotion, we top guilt on top of that, and we feel guilty for feeling a negative emotion of some kind, first of all, that will lead us to not only suppress our emotions, but make those negative emotions even worse because not only do we have the negative emotion, but now on top of it, we're feeling guilty for it. So I'm a huge believer in the fact that thoughts enter our mind for a reason. There is always a trigger and there's always something worth exploring. Our thoughts can give us such a huge indicator to our subconscious mind and they're triggered with these small events that seem insignificant but they're not if they've triggered a thought within us which leads to an emotion which leads to a reaction then there is something worth investigating there so although i believe we should welcome any thought that comes into our mind there's definitely different ways to react to these thoughts to reframe these thoughts and to avoid these thoughts getting the best of us and dragging us down into a movement of expansion towards a place we don't want to go, and instead allow them to expand to where we do want to go. So let's give a really simple example. Let's say that your partner snaps at you for something. Perhaps you ask them a question, you're trying to be nice, and they snap at you for what seems like no reason. And maybe a thought pops into your mind, and that thought is, wow, they really don't appreciate me. Why are they being so rude? What have I done? They're not nice to me at all. They don't appreciate the nice things that I'm constantly trying to do. And a thought like that will expand. And it will expand because you will start noticing perhaps all the small things that suggest that they don't appreciate you. Maybe you will start to close yourself off, to shut yourself down. Maybe that will bring in a really negative feeling within the relationship. Maybe it will bring in a sense of tension, and maybe that tension will expand with time. The more you close yourself off, the more you start living in your head, the more you start noticing all the small examples proving this belief that your partner does not appreciate you, you start to drive the relationship downwards. And in that sense, that simple thought has expanded. It has expanded to pull you downwards and to pull your relationship downwards. Let's look at an alternative. So once again, your partner snaps at you. This time, when the thought pops into your head, they don't appreciate me, what if you were to question that thought and say, is that actually true? Is it true that they don't appreciate me? Or am I just making an assumption based on the fact that they snapped? They have snapped, therefore I've assumed that it's because they don't appreciate me when there could be many other reasons. Maybe it was not the right time to ask the question I did. Maybe they're feeling stressed. Maybe they have something going on in their inner world that has led them to snap and it's actually unrelated to me at all. And from here, you have two options. If the 
answer to your question is no, it's not true. It's not true that they don't appreciate me. They do appreciate me. Then you can perhaps let it go. Let that thought go. Say, okay, I'm done with this. I'm letting it go. I do not want this thought to expand. I do not want this thought to drive me downwards. Therefore, I will let it go. And a second alternative is maybe to speak up. So to tell the other person, look, I know you probably didn't mean to snap at me, but when you do snap at me that way, it starts to make me think, you know, maybe you don't appreciate me and that makes me really upset. And that might spark a conversation, which will actually become an opportunity for your relationship to grow, to share openly. And that might allow your relationship to actually expand in a different direction. So that thought has once again led to an expansion, but this time in a different direction. Perhaps you're able to have a really honest, genuine, true conversation with the other person where they say, you're right, I'm sorry, it's not you, it's because I have XYZ on my mind. And that leads to growth and to an expansion in a different direction within the relationship. So what can we actually do concretely with all of this? Right? We've looked into the law of attraction, we've looked into the Brooke Castillo framework, we've looked into the confirmation bias. Well, the first step is to be more conscious, to be more aware of the thoughts that enter your mind. And similarly to that last example I just spoke about, to decide if a thought is false, isn't serving you, and you don't want it to expand, then you have two options. You can either let it go or you can dig deeper to prove it in the other direction, to maybe discuss it with the person you're dealing with, or to have an internal negotiation with yourself. Hopefully by being more conscious of your thoughts, you can start to take a little bit more mastery towards your mindset. Really understand what are those negative thoughts drawing you down into negative patterns and start to dismantle those one by one. We can also start to notice the negative patterns and work it from reverse. If there's a negative pattern that you're finding yourself in, starting to think about what are the thoughts behind that pattern that might be causing that pattern to expand in the first place. Going a little bit further, what we really need to do is we need to learn how to master our day, how to master our time, how to master our habits, in order to really understand how we respond to triggers, how we respond to our external environment. We also need to learn how to master our emotions, knowing that our thoughts guide our emotions. The second we're incredibly conscious of the kind of emotions that we're breeding internally, we can reverse engineer what thoughts might have triggered them and ultimately work to get to know ourselves internally. The more we get to know ourselves deeply and intimately, and the more we manage to work with ourselves, then the better we're able to understand which thoughts will help us expand in the right direction, expand in the direction we want to grow into, expand in the direction that makes us feel alive, energized, free, happy, enthusiastic, full of meaning, that makes us feel at one with ourselves. And if this is something that speaks to you, if this is something that you know you need to go into, if you recognize yourself in an expansion towards the downward spiral, maybe being guided by some negative thoughts that keep hammering in your mind, 
then I really suggest you have a look at my Self Mastery Solution program. It's my three month group coaching program where we go deep into mastering your day, mastering your time, mastering your beliefs, mastering your emotions, and more. And over these three months, we're able to get to know ourselves deeply and intimately in order to stop these negative thoughts from expanding towards the downwards and allow the beauty of the expansive thoughts to bring us upwards. I have a new intake for my Self Mastery Solution program starting in the last week of September. So if you're interested, click the link in the show notes below and you will find all of the information as well as where you can go in order to let me know that you are interested and we can take it from there. I wanted to end by sharing just a few reflection questions for you to think about in order to really start applying this idea of thoughts are expansive into your life. The first question is asking yourself, are there any negative patterns that you're seeing reoccurring in your life? Maybe it's a want for more financial abundance, for more love, for another relationship, or maybe it's this deep unsatisfaction with where you're at with yourself. Maybe it's feelings of low confidence or low self-esteem. So really look at what are these negative patterns that keep reoccurring in your life and ask yourself, what are the root thoughts that might be expanding in order to perpetuate this pattern? And ultimately ask yourself now, what would an alternative thought be? And what would it mean if that alternative thought were to expand as well? So that's it for this episode, guys. I really hope that it was interesting. I hope maybe it sparked something within you, maybe lit a few light bulbs, and I hope it will really encourage you to think a little bit more about what thoughts and what patterns you're finding yourself in and how they can expand in order to benefit you in your life and bring you towards true self-mastery. I would love to know what you think about this episode, so don't be shy. Please send me a message and give me any feedback you have. In the meantime, I'll see you next week for a brand new episode.